This episode of ArcaSpeak is brought to you by Arcad. What's the one thing we all do in our practice? Search the internet for content, right? Well, we wanted to let you know about Arcat.com. Arcat is an online resource devoted to bringing content to the building professional. They have huge libraries you can access, and they don't hit you up for subscriptions. There are no fees, and they won't make you register to download content. We've all been there. You finally find the right file, and you get blocked with a registration pop-up, and you think, thanks for wasting my time, I'll find it somewhere else. Arcat's BIM library is really second to none and available in just about any format you need. In fact, their entire BIM library is formatted to the last five versions of Revit. Their CAD detail library has thousands of CAD details, and if you need specs, the RCAT library is the most consistent library you'll find. Every single spec is written in the CSI three-part format. There is so much more on their site, including catalogs, videos, and a spec wizard. Go to RCAT.com or download their app to check it out. It's a great free resource, and you don't have to register to use. Check it out today at arcat.com, A-R-C-A-T dot com, and don't forget to provide feedback on their site. There's a button on the right-hand side of every page. Have a suggestion to make Arcat better? Click the feedback button and let them know, and tell them that Arcaspeak sent you. Thanks, Arcat, for sponsoring this episode of Arcaspeak. And this episode of Arcaspeak is also brought to you by AIA Contract Documents. As the industry standard, AIA contract documents stay ahead of the industry trends and updates the core set of documents every 10 years to ensure design and construction projects are protected. Some of the major changes affecting architects include a single sustainable exhibit that can be added to any AIA document, new agreements containing a fill point to prompt the parties to discuss and insert an appropriate termination fee for terminations for convenience, and an added evaluation provision by the architect if the contractor proposes an alternative means and methods. Download samples of the newly revised 2017 AIA documents at aiacontracts.org slash podcast. And this episode of ArcaSpeak is also brought to you by Construct, the only dedicated national trade show and education conference for the commercial building teams that spec and source building products. Construct is held in conjunction with the Construction Specification Institute's annual convention. The event is taking place September 13th through the 15th in Providence, Rhode Island at the Rhode Island Convention Center. Construct offers a variety of options for industry professionals looking to learn more about the industry Check out the latest products, technologies, and to network. Construct is providing an exclusive offer for ArcaSpeak listeners. Register for Construct by August 4th and get 5% off a full education package, 15% off an individual session or a free expo pass. Make sure you register with the code CN17A515 and note that this offer is only valid for new registrants only. That code again is CN17A515. And if you're listening in your car and unable to write that down, don't worry. It's in the show notes for episode 120, which can be found at arcaspeakpodcast.com. Welcome to Arcaspeak, the podcast that talks about what it's like to work in the profession of architecture.
Welcome to episode 120 of the Speak podcast. I'm Neil Pan. I'm Evan Troxell. And I'm Cormac Phelan. And hey, we're finally wrapping up our summer vacation series of episodes here with what Evan's going to be doing this summer. So, Evan, why don't you uh, wait, get wait. us started? Before, oh, what? before Evan gets started. So we're recording this a little early, and I wanted to acknowledge a birthday of somebody very special to us that has just recently passed. Can anybody guess whose oh, birthday it was? Who's, who, who is that, Cormac? <laughs> Not Mr. Us. iPhone. S- Mr. iPhone, that's right. Or it could be several of them. Yeah. My series, a uh, female voice. Well, I was going to say it could be Mrs. iPhone, and in fact, probably... Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, birthday, that's iPhone. true. Happy birthday, iPhone. Yeah, and the 10th anniversary of the iPhone uh, going on sale, actually, which was right. June 29th, 2007. So as we're recording this, it's the day after that. But uh, yeah, so that that was monumental, uh, you know, event, really. Looking back, right? I mean, nobody, nobody really thought that maybe at the time. Or I shouldn't say nobody thought that, but... There were many doubters, like, what? Oh, a yeah. $600 phone? Nobody's going to pay that. Or this will never catch on. I mean, where are the buttons? Where's your It doesn't keyboard? have a keyboard. <laughs> Fail. Exactly. It's really cool to, to kind of see all these stories that have come out at this 10-year anniversary. I think it's it's fun to go back and read those and kind of relive a lot of that stuff. I mean, <laughs> I'm seeing all the, the people I worked at Apple Store with posting photos of launch day and uh i mean neil you've been posting photos yeah i was insane all that stuff is really fun to kind of go back and and look at again i I thought it was great because here's neil i mean you can almost chart your child's life by iphones in a way (laughs) i mean because here you are and their lives have been documented with it i mean that's exactly well that that was interesting yeah and that's kind of why i wanted to bring it up because i was talking to somebody and they're just like showed them a picture that I had taken and posted about first iPhone. And they're just like, Oh, you're just Apple. You're, you're so, such a nerd. And I was just like, well, I was like, pull out your phone real quick. And he Culture, pulls it out. Man. And I was like, it's funny. it really looks like your phone was very much influenced by this phone. You know, and I was showing him the picture, you know, of course I was showing him the picture on my latest iPhone. Yeah. And right. um and he was he was just like well you know is it really that much of a cultural impact I'm like yeah it Absolutely. really has been because we I were... don't think I don't think people think about it like that because they're they just don't think deeply enough about how culturally how this thing has infiltrated every aspect of our culture and replaced so many things with this one device right right it, it is so ubiquitous people don't even think of it that way because it's just such an accepted thing now. Well, I mean, think about all of the different things. Let's bring it around to the architecture. Yeah, to architecture. (laughs) And think about all of the different things that we do with it. We do punch lists with it. You know, we go out and we measure buildings with it. We do surveys with it. I mean, we check the level of things with it. Yeah, I mean, major communications. I mean, we almost ruined ourselves because now we can't get away from the office because it keeps following us because it's in our it's pocket. In our pocket. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So it it is a pretty huge event. It's just a small little you know device, but it's something that's had a pretty huge impact on both the profession and most of the case the society. So, yeah. you know, well, it's also allowed different parts of the world to really be connected and because it for them it is their computer right right right, right. 
So and well, it's it, mobile. it is the thing that it has enabled so much of our, I guess, our current economy. You know, with things like Facebook and Uber and right, those right. things wouldn't wouldn't Actually, exist yeah, the way Uber, that they do with Uber and a mobile platform right. like this. Yeah, Uber and Lyft wouldn't even exist, right? Or I mean, couldn't exist. Hell, there's there's plenty of business models that would have never existed. I mean, Snapchat, they sell Snapchat for, you know, a billion dollars or however much crazy business it was. Instagram, all it was, yeah. you know, Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, they've got all of these different business models that have purely developed around mobile devices and, you know, m- mobile communication. So... I mean, like you said, you know, Twitter, Facebook, all of those wouldn't have existed. Not like that. Not not the way like we this. do them now. Right. Um, so, I mean. It's, so, happy birthday. Yeah. yeah. So, happy birthday. So, really, you know, the kind of the point of bringing that up was is because here we are about to talk to Evan about his vacation. And specifically, one of the really big ones that I'm kind of excited to follow him, hopefully, through his mobile device, through his mobile eyes. And just see kind of uh, what he's doing with with some of his vacations. So, so yes. what are you doing, Evan? I'm doing an epic adventure yeah. to Scandinavia. So yeah. I will be this, and and I guess one of the reasons that this kind of ties in so well to the initial idea of the architectural adventure, which is the uh, the title of these series of episodes, and based on that AIA ad read, is just because. This is truly an adventure that I'm going to be going on, and it has been enabled by the company that I work for. So this is a little bit of a plug for that, too, just because I think this is such a cool thing that HMC does. And and so it's it's called XREF. Have you, have you heard of that terminology before? Only only through, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but specifically, the this is only through you. And, and I, I hope, and I know you're about to expand on it, but I, I want other people to listen to what you're about to explain and think about how this could enrich your own companies and your own employees um, by yeah, doing stuff I would like encourage this. I would encourage firms to steal this idea for sure because it's it's one of those extra benefits that I think really helps the culture of your company and so what xref is and obviously we're playing off the name of of XREF drawings, um, but we're XREFing people into other countries, basically. Uh, and and what this what this program is, it's it's kind of a travel fellowship where every year uh, people create a proposal, and that proposal is then submitted. And so, as many people who want to who are eligible can submit the proposal, which is practically everybody in the company, and they they could, but they don't. Uh, which is mind blowing to me, but if you do, then you your proposal gets split up into two different locations and reviewed by clients of the company. So the company uses this as a way to you know create better relationships with clients. So they invite clients to, and they have a big dinner, and they cater it, and the clients deliberate over which proposals should be accepted. And there's two that get accepted each year. And the winner of the of that competition, or the winners of that competition, get to go and make their XREF happen. And so XREFs can be for anywhere, for any purpose, um, and, and it's really just up to that jury to decide 
who gets to do it. And this is actually my second XREF win. My first one was back in 2008. And in 2009, I traveled to the Great Barrier Reef in Australia. And so I think it, it you know, there's definitely some strategy that goes into creating a, a proposal that is noteworthy and something that people want to see fulfilled. Uh, and so you, you pick a destination, you kind of pick the purpose, and then you talk about how you're going to fulfill the requirements of XREF, which is to basically bring that experience back to HMC and share it with everybody because the company really believes then kind of, as we've been saying in this series of podcasts all along is that experiences enrich what we do. And along the way, because of devices like iPhone and all, you know, camera and computing and all this stuff, people get to share in the experience as it's happening, which is kind of the, an added bonus. That was definitely one of the original um, ideas that I had in my first XREF because that was eight or nine years ago now. I mean, that was a new thing. And so one of my big selling points at that time was you can go with me on this trip or you can follow, you know, along on a day by day basis. And so obviously that's ubiquitous now. It's kind of expected now, but back then it wasn't. And so this new one, I'm going to be traveling to Scandinavia and the idea that I had was to reconnect with my roots, which my family's Finnish on my mom's side. So we'll be going back to Finland to, you know, basically track where we came from, um, reconnect with architecture. One of my favorite architects in the whole world is Alvar Alto. So I'm going to be visiting as much Alto as I can and then reconnect with adventure. And you guys know how much I like to be outside. That's my sanctuary. If I can disconnect from the day-to-day -day work and reconnect with nature, I mean, that definitely impacts who I am and what I do. And so it was kind of the, the three ideas coming together that really formed the basis of this proposal. And so, and just to kind of get this out of the way, how the proposal works so that if anybody else wants to steal this idea is uh, the company, once they deliberate and pick the two winners, the two winners are announced. They each get $4,000 to make this happen and they get 40 hours of paid time off. So they actually do more than just say, go and bring this back to the company. They, they actually enable you to do it. And so through, you know, some kind of accounting system, they make all that happen and it's, it's pretty cool. So I'm excited. It's um, just fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it really is. And, and then everybody is, is on the hook then to bring back a, basically a presentation to the company and talk about the impact and the experience and all that, that stuff. So Evan, I'm, I'm curious, is this like a, well, the initial thing that you put together, is it just written or is there graphics to it or is there a presentation done? What's the kind of nuts and bolts about how you do a submittal for this? So yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a graphic presentation. It can be, it has to fit within a 12 by 12 by 12 cube. And oh. most people submit a booklet because those are easily portable and people can read through them. Basically the clients who are on the jury can read through it ahead of time so that when they come to the dinner, they're ready to deliberate. <clears throat> so what they do is you, you, you submit three booklets and then you submit a PDF. They get a PDF over email ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And then they actually get to go through the booklets when they're there at the dinner. And we, because our offices are all over the state of California and, and, uh, you know, a couple of 
closely neighboring states here, we basically split it up into a northern and a southern jury. And so they each, I don't think, yeah, they each pick one winner. And so Mm -hmm. you never know where your stuff's going to go. You never know who your jury's going to be. The jury members don't know who you are. Um, And what's interesting to me about the thing is, you know, lots of people will say they're going to enter, but not a lot of people do. So it sounds like a lot of work to actually enter this. It, it can be. It's it's totally up to you how much work mm-hmm. you want it to make and how good you want the presentation to be. And I mean, as a designer, I do feel like I have a leg up because I know how to make this stuff. But one thing that I did when I after I won the first one, I was on the committee for a while and I would I would hold like. I don't know, crits after work. I would have crits for XREF after work so that people could present their ideas and everybody else could help make them better or talk about how that presentation could be made better. Because I felt like a lot of people do these proposals in secret. And I always felt like, just like a project, if you talk about it and you talk about it out loud, it helps you form your ideas more concretely and and other people can help make that idea even better or come across even better. And and so people that I had done this for, we basically had it like after work, I ordered pizzas, I had people all come together and just pin their work up and talk about it. A lot of those people who did participate in that ended up winning as well. So every nice. once in a while you get you get an outlier who who just does it in secret and and then just, you know, they end up winning. Nobody knew they even entered, but um, for the most part, you know, people say, I'm going to do this and, and then life gets in the way and then they don't do it. And you, I end up competing against, there's probably like less than 20 people who actually enter and then they pick two out of that. So the odds are really good. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty amazing odds for the, for the amount of payback that you actually get out of it. And oh, so then you just have to yeah. tell a compelling story. Have you ever asked or polled the office to find out why? So few people in a company of what, 400 or so, or I think that people just, yeah, I think people just mainly struggle with all their other deadlines and all the other life that happens, you know, lots of people have kids and, and so I did mine that this is, and so I'm going to give away some of my secrets here because that's what we do on this podcast is I do it the night before I do it just like everything else (laughs) i procrastinate and i do it the night before and i i have to tell you with this one i really struggled i I knew where i wanted to go i knew what i wanted to see but i did not know how to tell the story in a compelling way and so i i just kept collecting information collecting information you know i'm throwing tons of stuff into evernote and just kind of sifting through it and it was probably making it even worse just because there's so much that you could do and see and then it wasn't until like one or two in the morning where it clicked. Okay, these are the three things, right? It's going to be my history, reconnecting with architecture and reconnecting with nature. So this this idea, and I called the the proposal roots. I mean, it's, these, these are my roots, right? It's my family. It's my, what I do, the roots of my profession. And it's the roots of who I am, which is, you know, the, out, the outdoors being connected with nature. Because that really informs what I do as a designer, I feel like. And so... The idea of those three things became crystal clear at one or two in the morning, and then all I had to do was produce that. And I had done all the layout. You know, I'm just using InDesign and throwing awesome photography into there, and I'm writing up kind of what those three things mean to me. And 
in the morning I had I had one printout like I did a proof printout here at home and my wife I'm like here it is and she read it and she goes we won so she knew it <laughs> she knew it right away and That's and awesome. I think it was the same thing with with my previous proposal it's like I knew I was going to win that and I don't think everybody knows whether they're going to win or not and I don't know why I I felt that way but I did I just felt like it was it came together so well that it was it was obvious to us and so when they actually announced it we have these um, quarterly meetings in the office and they do these Skype meetings so that all the offices can participate at the same time and I was in a room and they announced the winners of XREF and the first winner was one of my colleagues and she uh, she she went to Cuba and she's already done her trip um, and and so they they say her name and she's in the room with me so everybody yells and screams Whoa! Nicole won, right? And, uh, and then he says the other name, and nobody hears it. And so I'm like, oh. I'm like, what just happened, right? I did I win? Because I, you know, who else won is the big question. Everybody's like, who else was it? Nobody knows, right? In the room. Oh no! And I get a text message from a friend of mine. He's like, congrats, because <laughs> he was in another room or in another office, and he, uh, and I'm like replying, congrats to what? <laughs> <laughs> he's like you won you won so that was really cool and so that was that was months and months and months ago so um this has kind of been building up to get to this point but and, and i kind of alluded to this in in the first episode when we were talking about just kind of the the different all the different trips that the aia is offering for their architectural adventures it is a lot of work to plan for a trip th th of this scale i mean i've never been there before i don't I know one person who lives in that region of the world. Um, luckily, I've had a couple friends who have visited different pieces of Norway and Finland and Sweden and Iceland before. But um, so I've just kind of been pulling lots of details. And obviously, the internet makes it easier. But I would also argue that it makes it kind of overwhelming. There's just how do you figure out what you're going to do and in what order and what do you you know. It's very expensive. I mean, that's one of the things with my proposals that I always try to do is is push the limits of. I make it so that there was there would be no way that I could do this without winning XREF, right? It's just so it's such an epic trip that without their additional pay time off and money, I I wouldn't be able to do this trip. So, so. what are some of the um the highlights? for your itinerary so my itinerary i i'm leaving out of la obviously and i'm going to iceland on the way and this was just awesome. kind of a late addition to the trip but because of the airline i chose i can basically do a free layover or a stopover in iceland and so i'll be there for three and a half days on the way. So if, if you're wondering, this is Wow Air, and Wow is an Icelandic airline. Everything goes through Reykjavik. And so that's why they offer this as an I've, option. And I've it had, is very cheap. It is the southwest of international air travel. Yeah. I've had friends who have both done like a week trip to Iceland recently, and one who did just a weekend trip, um, you know, kind of like a four-day four weekend. And it's incredibly cheap. It's kind of cheap to even stay there. And backpacked, they hiked, they did a lot of, you know, outdoorsy stuff and, and they just absolutely loved it. I mean, they've had absolutely nothing but great things. They're like, they're definitely going back to that. 
It was funny. I just recently took like, you know, one of those little Facebook answer these and we'll tell you, you know, where you should be living. Mm -hmm. And apparently I should be living in Iceland. <laughs> Fermented shark eating Cormac Phelan. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's what they're known for, man. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, there's lots of waterfalls and um, amazing scenery that you can't see everywhere, anywhere else. I mean, there's like no volcanoes. trees. <laughs> Don't forget the no volcanoes. Trees. So yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be very cool. So that's stop number one. And, uh, I'm obviously looking forward to some of the architecture in Reykjavik and then just getting out and getting away. There's, there's, uh, the golden circle. There's kind of the Southern edge of the Island. There's a glacier bay, um, you could drive just, the whole thing in like a day. I think it, it's bigger than you think. This is not like Hawaii. Um, but I would say I'm only going to see kind of the southwestern edge of Iceland. And what's kind of interesting is it's right on the the continental plates where they kind of come together. And there's actually, you know, the North American plate and the European plate. And, and there's a bridge that, that they've built that bridges between the two continent continents <laughs> and it's on Iceland. And so wow. like on one side you can be in North America and on the other side you can be <laughs> in Europe. <laughs> it's, it's really kind of a, a interesting concept that I've never experienced before. Um, so, so where are you going after that? So after that we fly to Stockholm and we're there for just a little bit before we get on a boat to Helsinki, Finland. So we'll, we're actually traveling to Helsinki via like one overnight cruise and you know i i decided to do it that way just because it's slow travel right like the the jet travel is fast oh, yeah. and you get to the place and and to me like my wife and i we did a an alaskan cruise uh, on our honeymoon from we we got married in zion national park then we flew up to anchorage and we did a cruise all the way back down uh and and it was just Something I'm definitely not a cruise person, and so I, I'm still a little bit leery about this. But it's a it's a great way to see the things that you can see only by boat, and you're not racing through it. So that was kind of important, I think. And and because the the sun barely sets in Scandinavia, especially during the summertime, right? It's the opposite in the wintertime. But in the summertime, like the sun goes down at ten thirty, eleven o'clock at night, and it just barely dips below the horizon. Then it's back up at twelve thirty, one thirty in the morning. Oh no! And so, what's interesting, like You'll when you travel there, sightseeing. you do a lot of sightseeing. You do more than you could do here. Right. And so, um, you know, you're going to be on a boat and you're going to sleep as much as you need to sleep. But for the most part, you're going to be able to go out and just sit and watch and see right. all of that amazing um, scenery. Nice. So Helsinki is obviously, you know, the capital of Finland, and that's where Alvar Aalto practiced. His office is there, still there. It's a museum now. And the most Aalto you can see is is around those parts. And so um, when we land, when we, when we dock, I should say, in Helsinki, we're going to be just kind of on foot for a day using uh, the, the city transportation that I've heard is amazing over there. And visit as much as we can. So throw the bags in a locker and just go, go, go. And so this is, this is much more a trip than a vacation, right? This is definitely a trek that um, we're expecting to do a lot. And, and we're hoping to interject that with some relaxing days, but for the most part, we're going to be go, go, go kind of like you were Neil, when you were in New York city. So, right. Um, 
then then a friend of mine who I used to play in the band with, um, he was our first drummer before you know life got in the way for him, and um, he lives in an hour out of Helsinki, and he owns oh, a cool. farm. <laughs> so he uh, he used to work with abused and neglected kids in a in a children's home when he lived here, and that's the connection with um, our lead singer Jared, who. That's why the band was called System Kid. I mean, it was all about kind of the experiences of working in this place. They worked together there. And now he married a Finnish girl. He bought her father's farm when he retired. And now he's a farmer. And And my wife and I are so excited to go see them and and live on a farm for a few days with and see what they do. Totally you know, cool. I mean, it's really – so they're basically homesteaders. He sells his stuff for a living that he – grows on the farm and both animals and vegetable products. And, uh, and then we're going to be, he, he said, stay here, you know, take my car, go do whatever you want. And so that was a awesome, just nice, to nice. make that connection again. And, and so we're going to drive and, and just get as much Alvar Alto in pretty much on the second day there that we can. So is it just you and your wife or the family yes. coming? Just my wife and I, like I was saying, this is a very expensive trip. Um, yeah. Yeah. And not that it isn't expensive to leave kids here and and figure out what they're going to do, but the it alternatively it's much more affordable and I don't know about you guys, but could you could you fly coach across the world and <laughs> with four kids and and have it just sounds like something that I don't even know that I'm capable of doing, you know? So uh yeah, needless to say, we're not taking the kids this time. And think you're going to nice. be gone for a while, right? This is a this is not a short trip. This is part of the reason we're recording this a little earlier than the air date for this episode. Yeah, three weeks. Three weeks. Nice. More than three weeks because it's well, I mean, it's three work weeks plus all the weekends in between. Wow. So. I I don't yeah. even I don't even know how I would act <laughs> having that much time <laughs> off, but also like you know, just being able to detach. And I know you're going to have success at that, but. It takes it, a while to detach. I mean, for sure. I, I totally understand what you mean, but and, and I don't think it's going to happen right away because it doesn't really hit you for a while. Plus, you're dealing with jet lag and you're dealing with foreign currencies and languages and <laughs> all this other stuff. So you're working, but, uh, you know, it'll it'll soak in at some point along the way. I always feel like it takes, you know, a few days, if not a week, to kind of understand that you are not working anymore. Um, yeah, it's, it's like, you know, how do you... Like, I don't know. I, every time I go on vacation, I always feel this like overwhelming guilt that I'm not doing something that sh- is progressing the project Stop or something. That. <laughs> Stop that. Don't, you know? don't think that way. <laughs> no, trust I me. I, I've, I, you know, I, I, every time, especially in my upcoming trip to Northern Michigan and our annual camping trip and stuff, that's, I've, I've learned that phone stays in the car, completely detached, you know, we're, going to go find this stream that's got kind of like this little kind of a small waterfall that you stand on and you dive into like this little swimming hole you don't do that while you're thinking of work so you just kind of got to get away but it i mean three weeks that that's kind of monumental speaking of that evan how 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 does how are you dealing with that at your office i mean is there a break in between projects for you or yep okay just got lucky Uh, okay 
And because, yeah, there's never a good time to, to leave, right. especially for three weeks. But it's one one good thing about our company. I think that we do really have a great work-life balance in place. And um, there aren't death-defying expectations on projects. So uh, we, we, we make it happen. Like, we know how important this is. And the people I work with go on two-week vacations to three-week vacations every once in a while. And it's not like I'm going to do three weeks every year. Right. Um, it, it just happens to be that, that this is the best way to do this one. So anyway, I mean, yeah, it works. I, I submitted my paid time off request, and it was approved. And so there you go. I mean, it you have to ask, you know, and make it, I guess. It's, right, it's, because, it's, because everybody has to schedule around the fact that you'll be gone for yeah. three weeks. Right. That makes yep. sense. Yeah, so, so what's the? I don't expect to have to yeah. work on any projects while I'm off on the road. You know, I I am not even bringing a laptop. So, perfect, perfect. Yeah. So, what's the best way people can follow? I mean, if our listeners want to follow you on this trip as much as HMC, uh, what's the best way that you'll be doing that? So, good question. I th- I think the, probably the best way is just going to be through Instagram. So we'll put a link in the show notes for that. And mm-hmm. I think that. I usually, I don't know that I'm going to publish much to my blog while I'm there. You know, data is expensive, so I'm going to probably limit that as much as I can and just, I'll be putting stuff together once I get back uh, for the most part. But if I do day-to-day stuff, it'll be through Instagram. I'll tell you. Keep it simple. I'm definitely going to be looking forward to the photographs. Well, this is a great opportunity for me to kind of reconnect with photography for sure, because I don't get to just shoot with my real camera i I say that in air quotes you know uh there's some opportunities but i I plan on shooting a lot of photography this time and i mean i'm not gonna probably go back to these locations there's so many other places in the world that i want to go so i'm gonna capture as much as i can and also try to just experience as much as i can so it's i'm looking forward to reconnecting with the camera for sure so anyway, after that, after Finland, we're going to fly over to the west coast of Norway on a quick little flight. And then we go uh, to Bergen, which is a, a port town on that west coast. Really, I mean, this stuff is, what I'm really looking forward to is how old everything is. You know, there's there's stave churches from the 1200s over there. Um, I mean, there's just nothing like that over in the U.S., right? So... Um, Norway is also a a pretty expensive country to be in. Um, we're going to be one cool thing, just, you know, travel hacking kind of stuff. Airbnb is awesome for Scandinavia. Actually, one thing that's happened since I did all this, uh, the whole country of Sweden went on Airbnb. And so you can actually camp anywhere on any land in Sweden. That's not private. Really? Yes. That's insane. I mean, it's cool. It is. It is. And and I mean, this is, I mean, obviously this is a big PR thing for Sweden and Airbnb to do this together, but it wasn't like a paid placement for them on Airbnb. So Norway, fjords, like, you know, thumbs up fjords. It's going to be awesome. Um, We're going to be doing train rides and boat rides and all kinds of stuff. We're doing this. It's called Norway in a nutshell, but basically they base, they figure out all the transportation for you. And then I figured out all the places to stay along the way, a bunch of overnights in kind of the middle of Norway, not getting too far North just because Norway is enormously huge. And all of the coastline is like real wiggly, right? So it, it, 
it doesn't look like you're going very far, but the roads <laughs> are hairpin turns going up very steep mountains. And it's just one of those things where you cannot cover actually a lot of ground very quickly there because of the terrain. We'll be going up through all the fjords, all the way up to Guy Ranger, and then taking trains back over to Oslo, which is kind of a southern slash southeastern port town, capital, obviously, visiting the architecture of Norway and all the museums. So Viking ship museums, um, oh, the cool. Opera House by Snowheda, uh, just there's, you know castles in the kingdom Stop, you know, you're killing it's me. just gonna be it's just gonna be <laughs> <I awesome. know. laughs> uh well so we'll be Jealous. in oslo for for a couple days and then we get on another train over to back to stockholm sweden and so that train ride is also supposed to be amazingly beautiful and we'll be in stockholm for a couple days before we fly home and i mean just you know you say you're going to be in stockholm for a couple days but that's obviously a whole thing all in itself yeah, well, well, uh, I'm I'm going to Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very fortunate. I don't. I mean, I I'm I can't even Dude, believe this is real. Uh, it sounds amazing. Yeah, I'm super excited to even have the opportunity to have this experience. And I mean, just if I could give anybody advice out there, I mean, travel, 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 get those experiences, but also make it happen. Like this is, it is work, no doubt. And I think a lot of people shy away from planning trips that are a lot of work because it's vacation, right? I mean, you, you want to just kind of pay to get to the spot to sit or, and just relax and gel. And, and I, I totally see the value in those kinds of vacations. And I also see a lot of value in doing these kinds of trips and treks. Well, you know, I, I mean, I know I'll get a lot out of it. And we've talked about it, that this is something that, you know, not only just kind of like recharges you and kind of enriches your soul, but it, it also enriches your design sensibilities. You know, you seeing other things and kind of being able to like pull those experiences, just like Neil was talking about with the High Line and things like that, being able to pull those experiences into your project. So, I mean, it's going to be yeah. great. I, I know that we... forward to the Viking ship school coming soon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's going to be you awesome. Know, I, I know that we say that this is kind of like the wrap up show of our summer vacation stuff and everything else, but I uh, we are going to have one more show when we talk to you about this one and maybe make it a very interactive show with lots of photographs or at least lots of links to your your blog show. and stuff. Yeah, because <laughs> I so that's going to be getting excited by just listening to the itinerary is one thing, but. Just listening to how excited you're going to be once you've actually experienced it all, that's most certainly a show in itself. Cause, and that'll be like a, probably a two-parter because I'm like, tell me more. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, I didn't use travel agents for any of this stuff. And I feel like, you know, you guys know how I, I started getting up at 5 o'clock when I was studying for my exams. And then I never stopped. Uh, I, right. I, that's how I wrote my book. <laughs> and now that's how I planned this trip. And seriously, it took a long time to figure it all out and figure and actually decide what to do. And so I'm really looking forward to having all that planning kind of pay off and where I can actually just look at the calendar and figure out where I need to be, when I need to be there and, and know that it's already been really figured out. So that's, wow. that's cool. Well, we definitely saved the best for last, right? Most certainly. Wow. What an epic trip. Yeah. They just don't come around that often. That's for sure. And when this episode goes live, actually, when you're, well, you're listening to it now, 
Evan is on his trip right now. So definitely check out the show notes for looking at his Instagram because yeah. I'm sure by this point he'll already be on it and he'll have some photos already there and there'll be more to follow. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, right. I encourage everybody yeah. to steal this idea. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Make your own x ref. Think I'm going to be uh, going and talking to my um, company um, pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody will. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, it would be great to do that. And it does tie in well with what the AIA is doing with their um, new travel program. But I think that offices should encourage things like this because um, it only makes a better Absolutely. employee. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And and to see kind of just the, the general excitement in the office I, I get asked all the time, when are you going? When's your XREF? When are you doing this? And, you know, people are genuinely excited for their peers to be able to do this kind of thing. So, yeah. and, and I hope just through the presentation and through people following along that they would get excited to submit next year because it's, a, it's one of those things that it's an opportunity that we offer that not very many people take advantage of because it's work. I mean, I, I get it. It's work. But if you don't play, you can't win. So That's right. Now, I will say right. this, and maybe it's a little bit out of jealousy or whatever, but you've won it twice. I think it's time for you to let other people win, damn it. <laughs> so they, they, you weren't allowed to win twice ever before, uh, but be, I think to encourage entries because the turnout was so low for so hmm. many years. Uh, they right. they, re, they, I mean, they this changed is a, the rule. I mean, how could the, I don't know. I guess it's just baffling me because, I mean, this is. is a gift the office is giving some potential person to just put a little bit of effort into being excited about travel and you can have an all expense paid week off to go and travel and look at architecture. And the yeah, only payoff is you have to present that to your firm. Psh, please. I'm <laughs> on. You know, a lot of people struggle with the idea. What, what's yeah. an idea that's worthy? What's a, where, where, I don't know where I should go. I don't know what I, and, and I don't think it's that hard, for, but, but I, I get it. People get paralysis over that kind of thing because they feel like they have to compete at such a high level. I don't think they do. I think that that's just kind of a misnomer. Anyway, I, I do think the idea wow. is important. I mean, that is probably the most important thing to win, but the way you tell that story can be crafted. It doesn't have to just figure itself out and then you, you just, <laughs> write it down like it just came to, came to you all of a sudden. It needs to be something that, you know, you could work with other people on to help make it a better story. So Right, right. Wow, pretty amazing. Well, Evan, this I'm looking forward to following you on, on this one. So we're, we're all going to have fun with this one, so definitely. And we will definitely, in a future episode, follow up with how it all went. Awesome. Sounds good. All right. Well, everyone, before we go, we want to thank our episode sponsors. First, we have RCAT. Check out all the features they offer at ARCAT.com. We're also sponsored by the AIA and their April release of 11 revised AIA forms and contracts with an additional 18 forms and agreements that will be released this fall. To learn more, visit AIAContracts.org. And thanks to Construct. Visit ConstructShow.com to learn more about the upcoming conference being held at the Rhode Island Convention Center between September 13th and through the 15th. Thanks to all of them for sponsoring this episode of ArcaSpeak. Remember to visit the website at ArcaSpeakPodcast.com for links to our catalog of episodes and to sign up for our newsletter, which includes links to everything we mention in the, sh in the episode. 
including all of the great photos that we will be posting eventually. <laughs> In between episodes, join the conversation on our Facebook page or Twitter. Links to all of that can be found at the main site, ArcaSpeakPodcast.com. Stay subscribed, everyone, and thanks for listening. Travel on. Enjoy <laughs> your vacations. And have fun. And share them with us. That's right. I join the choir to sing. They're all competing for some other thing. I join the choir to sing. I join the choir to sing. They're all competing for some other thing. I join the choir to sing. Thing.